0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Good afternoon, family, and welcome to our live stream. We're broadcasting live from our main auditorium this afternoon. Before I share the Word of God, let's do the declaration. Are you ready? One, two, three... I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Well, what a wonderful declaration. I want to minister on the importance of a vision, having a vision. And that's why we're here in the main auditorium, because without a vision, the main auditorium would not be here. Are you ready for the Word of God? Let's pray. Precious Father, We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy, the tremendous grace that you have towards us. Thank you, Lord, for the vision that you have for every individual, Lord, even as they are listening to this message, Father. Grant unto every person a prophetic picture, of the good future that you have planned for them not only to see it but that they can walk in it lord so that your name can be glorified in them and through them and we thank you for that we bless you for that in jesus mighty name we pray amen and amen well family to have a vision is very important especially in such a time as this helen keller was asked once what would be worse than being born blind and she quickly replied and said, to have sight with no vision. Family, it's very important that you have a vision. The, the poorest man in this world or on earth is not the person with no money. It's the person with no vision. When you have a vision, it encourages you, it strengthens you on the inside. It changes everything about you. Vision is the thing, that dream that gives you purpose. Just think about yourself maybe or um, if you a parent, you have a child and that child is never need. Maybe it's your son that uh, you always have to ask him, tuck in your shirt, clean your shoes and His hair is always standing like this. And suddenly, one morning, you see everything changes. The hair is neat. the shirt is tucked in. The shoes are polished. It's even on time to go to school. Why? Because there's somebody at school smiling at your son. He has a vision. And that imparts strength. It encourages him. It has brings forth a burst of excellence on the inside so successful people are motivated by a dream beyond themselves this dream is the thing that keeps you going and many of us have experienced that that even your spouse can help you that vision that dream I want to marry this person how it's motivated you successful people have a dream they have a vision You have to be a tomorrow thinker. You have to think about the future. Have a vision. If you think about Joseph, Joseph had a prophetic picture of the future and that encouraged him. That strengthened him. It was that vision when he found himself in the pit that he could say, I know where I belong. Do you have a vision I want to encourage you, a vision that comes from God is always going to be bigger than you because we serve a big God. A vision that comes from God is something that you cannot accomplish on your own. You'll need the help of others. What are the key ingredients of having a vision? One of the key ingredients, if we look at Paul, he said, I obeyed my heavenly calling, my heavenly vision, that vision that came from heaven. If you turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 19, and I want to read, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, the heavenly vision that God has given us. It imparts strength on the inside of us. In spite of what was about to happen to him, he had been obedient to the dream God had given him. Remember, this was a court case that he found himself in. But his vision inspired him. Even when he started talking to her and telling her what happened, he explained what he had to go through and how this heavenly vision changed his life. The vision Paul was given by God did several things for him. Number one if you just go back a few verses and you read from verse 12 you can read the whole story about how Paul encountered God. The first thing that a heavenly vision will do, it will stop you. Heavenly vision will stop you. What do I mean by that? Remember the encounter that he had with God. On the way to Damascus, God appeared to him and stopped him. In that moment when the heavenly vision will stop you, it will show you and reveal to you who you really are. Maybe the things that you've been doing, Paul, remember, at that stage was killing Christians. And God had to reveal to him who he really was. But God did not focus upon that. God showed him in this heavenly vision what he had called him to do. Remember, even Moses first had to realize that the rod in his hand was a snake. And thereafter, God revealed to him his true authority, the vision that God had given him. When we see ourselves properly, we will see our position. We will see who we are. We will see that we are doing. We will see what we are doing. And we will also see what we are going to do. So he was stopped in his tracks and realized I was busy with the wrong assignment. But now I have a heavenly vision. All people have great potential. But oftentimes you first have to see yourself who you are, who you really are. To realize your own weakness and that you need God to help you when it comes to this heavenly vision. Sometimes when we see who we really are, it can be a bit discouraging. But I want to encourage you with that heavenly vision. Don't let it discourage you. Don't focus on who you used to be. Start focusing on what God has called you to do. Remember, God spoke here to Paul and he said, I've called you to do great things. At that stage, you didn't even know that he was going to write two-thirds of the New Testament. Family, the plan that God has got for you is much greater than yourself we don't all have to be CEOs of companies we don't all have to be the managing director of a company we don't have to own our own company Um, have your own business Uh, there's a lot of other things that God can call you to do God can call you to be a mother that will raise a great leader you have to know what is your heavenly vision and calling if you know that heavenly vision and calling and you can walk in that obedience, it's in that obedience that lies great fulfillment. See your possibilities and not your shortcomings. Oftentimes we sell ourselves short, but look at the possibilities. Look at what God has deposited on the inside of you. If you've made mistakes, God can still use you. Nobody is perfect That's why Jesus came to help us. The good news is God is not just going to stop you, but he's also going to send you. And before he will send you, he will empower you, he will strengthen you. Charles Spurgeon said God uses people who fail because there aren't any other kind around. Family, if you've made a mistake, God is still going to use you. Remember, God didn't just stop Paul. After he stopped Paul... He empowered him so that he could send him. Any God-given dream will never just stop you. It will always send you. The vision or the dream God has for you will always allow you to touch other lives. It means your vision is greater than you. Your vision will affect and impact other people's lives. So Paul was stopped, but he saw himself. He saw his potential, and then he was sent. The Lord was saying to Paul, after he had stopped him, you've, you've looked at yourself long enough. Now start looking at what I've planned for you, what I've predestined for you. And that's why Paul says, I've been obedient to that heavenly vision, that heavenly calling, that which came from the throne room of God. Family, so your vision, yes, it will stop you and you will realize who you are and see who you are. But then it will show you what God has planned for you, what god is predestined for you a god-given vision will also strengthen you when you look at paul when he had to appear before king agrippa he was talking about his setbacks that he had gone through if you read from acts 26 verse 19 he says that the key in this was that during these setbacks i obtained strength from god god helped me in every situation the goal the vision that he had was the very thing that strengthened him. When we have a visitation from God, even when we're going through a challenge, it will strengthen us. That vision on the inside, as it stirred up, remain faithful to it. Paul said, even when I went through difficult times, like what we are going through right now, I want to encourage you in this time of lockdown, in this time where we are facing COVID-19, family Don't lose your vision. Remain faithful to your heavenly calling. When God visits us, when he comes upon us, he empowers us, he'll strengthen us so that you can fulfill your vision. Don't lose focus. When I stand here and I look at the auditorium and I I look at all the empty chairs, it strengthens me. It empowers me. Because I know the promise that God has given us. The heavenly vision and calling that he has upon a household of Christ and its members. And that by the grace of God that we will fulfill it. We don't have to wait when the lockdown is all over before we can start reaching out to people. But Jesus spoke to his disciples and he said, lift up your eyes and see that the harvest is ready. It's ripe. Don't say another three months and then the harvest will come in. But see, look, it's ready now. I want to encourage you. A vision, a heart for the lost. Don't say three months. But let the empty chairs inspire you, encourage you. God is the one that will help us. To reach out to more people even in this time to get saved. Our vision, our mandate has not changed because there's lockdown. Our vision, our mandate has remained the same. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 23 to 28. You can go read it. Paul writes about some of the problems he had to go through. Things that came on his path. It's exactly what we are facing now. Many challenges, lockdown, you can move around, you may not move around, you can go back to work, this can start, this may not start. These are challenges that we are facing, but God helped Paul to get through those hard times. How did he get through those hard times? He focused upon his vision. It is our vision that makes the difference. When you have a vision You understand your purpose, and that purpose will empower you, will strengthen you. Then nothing is too much. Nothing is a problem. When you really have a dream, you're not thinking about problems, but the Spirit of Christ that has deposited this vision on the inside will help you to be a problem solver. Not looking at everything and say, this is impossible, this cannot be done. But having a mindset because of the vision that God has given you, like Paul said, I've been obedient to the heavenly calling. So even when you see a challenge or a problem, you are also seeing your dream. And that dream will take you through that difficult time, through that challenge, because you're not focusing upon The difficulties and the problems, but you're focusing upon that vision that God has given you. Family, I want to tell you one thing. We shared about it on Wednesday that um, God will always stretch you. And I want to tell you a vision that comes from heaven will always stretch you. It will stretch you in the same way a rubber band can only reach its full potential when you stretch it in the same way your vision will stretch you. It's really been a time where God has been stretching us, stretching our character, stretching our gifts, stretching our ability so that God can take us from where we are to where he wants us to be. There's a difference, I want to say, between a person who has a dream and a dreamer. A person with a dream is somebody that's focused. We are here today because Jesus had a dream, but he was focused. He didn't lose focus. Somebody that's a dreamer, they talk a lot about what they want to do. They have a lot of plans, but you never see them do any of those things. Nothing is happening because they're just dreaming about it. Dreamers often lack discipline. But a person with a dream is a person that is disciplined. To reach or to go to the top, it takes effort. It takes focus. It takes determination. It takes a person with a vision to hold on and say, I'm going to go to the other side. You may not hear all about the dream, but if you watch, you'll see it happen. This kind of a person is driven by a dream. I want to encourage you in this time, let your dream inspire you, energize you. Hold on to it. Don't let go of that dream. Family, I think one of the greatest things about a dream is is that a dream satisfies you. When you have that dream and you've locked in on it, it brings great pleasure into your life. You can see that when Paul is talking about it, There's great satisfaction when he said, I've not been disobedient. Saying there's a lot of things that I've gone through, many things that could have swayed me, many things that could have pulled me to the left and to the right. He said, but I didn't allow any of those things to pull me to the left. Paul wrote in Hebrews, and he says, lay aside those weights, the sins that so easily ensnare you not to be able to run a straight race. Paul said, I kept my focus upon my dream. I want to encourage you in this time of lockdown, keep your focus upon your dream. Rekindle that dream on the inside. Family, the happiest people On earth are those living out their dream. If God has given you a dream from heaven, he will empower you from heaven so that you can fulfill that dream and giving themselves to something bigger than what they are. Your dream that comes from God is bigger than you. If you want to know real happiness, dream a dream that is bigger than you. Find something you can lose your life in. Jesus said, if you keep your life, you will lose it. And if you lose your life, you will keep it. Family, find something that is bigger than you. I want to talk to to people that are nearing the time of retirement. Or maybe um, you've retired already. Or maybe you're saying, I'm too old to do this. Or too old to start with that. Age is never a factor When it comes to having a dream. Family, if you look at Moses, he was 80 when he led three and a half million people out of captivity. Caleb was 85 when he said, give me my mountain. Colonel Saunders, everybody of us love KFC. He was 70 years old when he started with KFC. Ray Kroc, the Big Mac that everybody loves eating. Introduced it to the world at the age of 70. Picasso was still painting at the age of 88. Thomas Edison was 85 when he invented the mimeograph machine. John Wesley was still traveling on horseback at the age of 88. Family, we can never stop dreaming. I want to encourage you the dream that God has given you. Hold on to it. When you don't hold on to a dream and you lose focus, it's then when we slip. When you keep your focus upon the heavenly vision, you will finish strong. You'll find strength on the inside. It was Alexander the Great that had a vision and conquered countries, but when he lost his vision, he couldn't even conquer a liquor bottle. When David had a vision, he conquered Goliath, but when he lost his vision, he couldn't even conquer his own lust. When Samson had a vision, he won many battles. But when he lost his vision, he couldn't win his battle with Delilah. Solomon had a vision, one of the wisest men in this world. When he lost his dream God had given him, he couldn't control his own evil passion for foreign women. When Saul had a vision, he could go as a king on the battlefield and kill the Guy, But after that, when he lost his vision, he couldn't even conquer his own jealousy. When Noah had a vision, he could build an ark and help keep the human race on track. But when he lost his vision, he got drunk. When Elijah had a vision, he could pray down fire from heaven and chop off the heads of the false prophets. But when he lost that dream, he ran from Jezebel. Family, I want to encourage you in this time rekindle that dream that vision that heavenly calling and remain obedient to it it is the dream that makes us young and keeps us going i want to encourage you dream big your dream that comes from god must be bigger than yourself Right there where you are, I want you to pray and say, Lord, give me a vision of my good future. Give me a vision of that heavenly calling. Give me a vision, Lord, as you gave to Joseph that prophetic picture. Grant unto me a vision of my good future that will impart strength into me to endure until the end. Family, it was in the book of Hebrews that Paul wrote and he said, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, the heavenly calling of seeing you saved and being a candidate of heaven, being seated in heavenly places, endured the cross. Family, don't let any of the things around you Affect your dream, your vision, your heavenly calling. Ask God to grant unto you a prophetic picture of the good future that he has planned for you. To impart strength on the inside so that you will endure until the end. Siela, let us pray. Precious Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your tremendous grace, Lord, that you have towards us. Grant unto every person a prophetic picture of the good future that you have planned for them, not only to see it, Lord, but to walk in it, Lord, to impart strength on the inside of them so that your name can be glorified in them and through them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, where your sons, your daughters, your servants have forgotten about the dream, or maybe have just let go of that dream, rekindle it on the inside once again. In Jesus' mighty name, lift up their spirits to be you, our Lord. Give them strength in their inner man, to start to think upon heavenly things, things from above, O Lord. And we thank you for that. We bless you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Master Jesus, that you are praying for each and every one of us right now, that our faith will not fail, O Lord, even as you did for Peter in Jesus' mighty name. Let faith be stirred up in the hearts of your people once again to dream big in Jesus' mighty name. Father, where there's been setbacks, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Position your people to attract your favor and your grace, O Lord, so that you can take them from where they are to where you want them to be in Jesus' mighty name. We ask, Master Jesus, stretch forth your mighty right hand right now, Father, and bless every household, Father. Cause the light of your favor to shine upon all their ways. Let this light expel all shades of darkness, O Lord, and we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Father, right now, we receive from your throne room for your people everything that's good, everything that's pure, everything that's holy, everything that builds up, everything that encourages, everything that strengthens, O Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, that you are their shield, that you are their protection, that you are their exceedingly great reward. Father, even as we go, into this winter season, Father. Lord, be their healing, be their health, be their strength in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you that you've sent your word to bring healing health and strength in Jesus mighty name we pray father we ask continue to commit yourself to your people's provision father to their blessing to their prosperity father in Jesus mighty name we pray we thank you for that father as your people as your church we say we love you father we love you Jesus we love you Holy Spirit we love you father We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the heavenly vision that you've given every person. Thank you that you give us the strength, O Lord, to fulfill your calling and your purpose, to be obedient to that heavenly vision, as Paul said. We thank you for that. We bless you for that as we receive it in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Well, family, we trust that this word has encouraged you that you are holding on to that heavenly vision and calling that you have. And that God will give you the grace and the strength to be able to fulfill it. Remember, it's not over yet. You can still do it. Don't say you are too young. Don't say you are too old. Don't say I'm right in the middle. I'm waiting until I get older. Or don't say, well, I should have done this. when I..." No. Refocus and look to that heavenly calling and vision and ask God to help you so that you can fulfill it you can do it By the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me declare a blessing over you. Father, right now, we bless your people with every blessing that's in Christ Jesus. And we declare that only your goodness and your mercy will follow them all the days of their lives. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious towards you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.